know yet about who's going to play start a quarterback? Yes, yeah, we're going to stick with Sam. Is it just because of what you saw anything last Sunday, or is it because of Jacoby's situation? Well, I think it's a little bit of both, but I thought what Sam did and went out and did the things that you know we were hoping he would be able to do. He did some really good things. I thought he managed a couple of drives very well, very nicely, and um, you know, again, want to see him get an opportunity to finish it out. Sam Howell had a good first half on Sunday, and he looked composed, and he looked like the guy that he looked like earlier in the season from like a mentality standpoint. He didn't look like the shell-shocked quarterback that played and ultimately got benched uh, multiple weeks in a row, and I think that, considering where we are in the season, is enough to justify this decision. I probably would have leaned this way in a 55-45 kind of lean, um, so not quite on a razor's edge, but I do think there's a lot of merit for starting Jacoby this weekend. If he is healthy and ready to go, I think the injury helps push it off of the razor's edge. It's like, Hey dude, hamstrings are funky. You don't need to go out there and find out that your hamstrings not actually ready. And then you go into the off season needing to rehab versus the going into the off season healthy. Let's just get you the off season healthy. You're about to be a free agent. Um, just you're good, man. You're you go, go get, thanks for, thanks for all you've done. Uh, Jake Fromm will be the backup and we'll, we'll go from there. Um, but I also think that just as a younger guy, like getting him that start is good. Getting him the extra experience in a game that does not mean a whole lot is worth it. Um, and doesn't mean a whole lot for Washington. I should say it means nothing for Washington, uh, in terms of winning it. It means everything potentially if they lose it. Um, but it's, it's the right, like Sam, Sam has been your quarterback one. He didn't perform so well that you have to bench him last week. He, and you go from there. It doesn't change anything long-term. And I don't think him going out and throwing for 300 yards would change how I feel long-term. It just reminds you that he's capable of that. But we know he's capable of that. And, Anthony, I think that's the thing that, as I've been doing more thinking this week, is really hard to to swallow. And, like, you know, we, we come out on, on sports radio and, and, you know, we're rewarded, if you will, for strong takes. Strong takes get attention. And I kind of hate that because I think things are often not super definitive. There are times where they are. And that's why, like, when I'm super definitive about something, it's because I feel really strongly about it. Um, But even yesterday where the headline is, like, it's time to name Sam Howell what he is, a, a backup, at least right now at this stage in his career, like, I don't think it's unreasonable to be like, no, you can start and win games. And I even said in, in the analysis yesterday, if you get beyond the headline and, and you listen to the entire segment um, and listen to me talk through it with callers and whoever, like, is there a world where you win 10 games with Sam Howell next year? Yeah, that world exists. It's just not the most likely outcome. And you shouldn't plan for a what if everything goes right scenario. That's how you get yourself in trouble. Potential gets people fired. So I think you have to just be realistic about like the concerns that you have about him, how they've manifested, the trajectory that he's on, and also be able to acknowledge that where he is on that trajectory, where he is on that road, is not at the very beginning where you can't play. It's not at the very end where he's awesome. It's somewhere in the middle where like some weeks he's going to look really good and some weeks he's going to be really bad. And most weeks he's going to be painfully average and not be good enough for you to win football games against good teams. And like, I think people struggle with that. People struggle with mediocrity more than they do with greatness or with terribleness because it's less definitive and it's much more gray. 
Yeah, I also just think <clears throat> this season alone, like we came into the season thinking the defense was going to, you know, lead this team to the playoffs. And, you know, there wasn't going to be a lot of pressure on Sam. So even if Sam did just play mediocre, you know, or just good enough to like possibly win games, put out put ourselves in position to, you know, win games, I don't th- – I think people would be responding differently to Sam. But, you know, since he started the season, you know, off really – playing really good, you know, we, we started 2-1-0 for the first time since 2011. That's crazy. Uh, he was putting up numbers. We're taking the Eagles – uh, to the you know to the brink Which of felt so much better at the time than it really was like exactly him lighting up the Eagles defense felt like it was something turns mm-hmm. out that's the Eagles defense exactly so I just feel as though uh, what he showed early like I think people put him on like a higher pedestal than what he was necessarily ready ready for um, and I just feel as though quite frankly I do, I do think he needs a little bit more time but I also think you know he he's his ceiling isn't that high, if if I'm being uh, completely honest. See, I, I think his ceiling is high because his arm talent is really good. Like mm-hmm. he makes big time throws. He's he's super creative. He throw from off platform. Like he does a lot of stuff that says, like, wow, if he could sure up the fundamentals, he'd be great. But like this position, people need to realize this. And like, if you take nothing else out of our radio show today, take this with you the next four months, as we do quarterback evaluations. The most important trait a quarterback has is Mm decision-making. Assuming they have the prerequisite of arm strength and stuff that gets you in the conversation in the first place, right? So, like, yeah. Um, It was funny. We were at a camp uh, when we did James Smith-Williams camp uh, this past summer. And Logan and I were out there, and Sam Fortier was out there writing something on it. And we were goofing off beforehand, before the, the camp actually started, and James was out there throwing with us too. And we were like throwing a five yard out and you do it from the hash and you realize to throw a five yard out in the NFL is like a 20 yard ball on a rope. Yeah. Like, I I don't think people realize the physical talent it takes to do the most basic stuff in the NFL against air, nevertheless with defenders. Um, And nevertheless, once you get out of seven on seven defenders and like a, a rush coming at you and real coverages and, Like, but literally executing a basic throw, especially outside the numbers, is like, it's insane how talented these guys are. But assuming you have that that talent, decision-making, speed, and accuracy is the most important thing you can have. Um, And that is something where Sam Howell struggles. And I think part of that is, like, your decision-making process involves the intake of information. You, you can't make decisions if you don't have all the information. And I don't think he sees the field particularly well, especially the middle of the field. And so, like, these are – this is something that's going to become a theme, I think, during today's show because I anticipate having to say tell this to folks on the phones. And, and it's certainly something that's going to come up and never read the comments later. Like, you know, people throw out different examples of quarterbacks who were bad early or quarterbacks who came out of nowhere. And quarterbacks who were bad early, your Peyton Mannings, your Troy Aikmans, et cetera, who really did struggle in their first years. One, they showed a positive growth trajectory. And two, people anticipated some of the problems and and ultimately like figured th- they would work through them because they were, in Aikman and Manning's case, 1-1 overall. They were literally the first picks in the draft. Sam fell 
to the fifth round because of certain deficiencies. And what he's done is display those deficiencies and never really improved on them. From, I, I guess he did somewhat during the season improve the sack-to-pressure ratio, but his solution for that was like vacating po- the pocket in a way that c- caused other problems. He never like really learned how to just get rid of the ball faster yeah. and, and, and move within the pocket in a healthy way. So like people want to make these proclamations about certain guys and try to make the comparison instead of looking at the actual data in front of them as a defensive Sam. All I'm doing is looking at the data in front of me. And when I look at the data for like Kurt Warner or for Tom Brady or Brock Purdy, the best guys to, to come out of the late rounds and, and kind of shoot to superstardom, um, they were pretty successful early. Like the thing about even Dak, like were they asked to do a lot? Was Brock Purdy asked to do a lot last year? No, but they were successful in the mission. Like, they won a ton of football games early in their careers. Kurt Warner and Tom Brady both sat their first years, and their second year, a.k.a. the year Sam is in now, was their, like, explosion onto the senior. Brady won the Super Bowl. Granted, huge help from the defense, for sure, but he won the freaking Super Bowl. And Kurt Warner also won the Super Bowl. Like, 99 was Warner's second year in the league. It wasn't a foreign whatever this is about to be season, foreign 13 season, assuming they lose on Sunday. So you got to have one or the other. You got to either have immediate success that disproves the, 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 the deficiencies and why you were underdrafted, it turns out, or you got to be someone who says like, or, or someone who everybody knows is going to be that guy which is why you get drafted in the first round, which is why you get drafted 1-1 overall. It's not like draft status is handed out at random. You get drafted where you're drafted because you're good and scouts see a a trajectory for you. And so when you go out as a fifth rounder, even if you were slightly underdrafted, maybe Sam should have been a third. Let's say he's a third rounder and you go out and it's like, oh, that's all the reasons that guy's a third rounder and you prove them right. No, you're not going to get more chances in the league. And ultimately, that's why a lot of third-rounders wind up being backups. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's going to have a great career. But um, that great career is likely not going to be as a Super Bowl, or perennial Super Bowl contending starting quarterback. Um, and that's just the reality. And, and if that's not the case, then Washington should probably keep looking for that. It's Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. It is a Vibe Check Wednesday, so let's check the vibes of the fan base. How y'all feeling, Commanders fans, going into this final game of the season? I'm sure that will be mostly quarterback-centric, but open to other topics of Commanders discussion as well. 301-230-0980. It's the Hoffman Show taking your calls on the Ace Law listener line next.